tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth, somebody say shineth, in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Now he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to him, to to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, watch this, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his faithful, and of, and of his fullness have, I, have, we, have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. I want to use for a title this morning, What Can Jesus Do For You? Look at your neighbor and help me preach this this morning. Look at look them and say, What Can Jesus Do For You? Y'all picked the wrong neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Look at your other neighbor and say, look, hey, hey, neighbor, what can Jesus do for you? Father God, we thank you for your word, for it is your word that heals our nations, and it is your word that is also healing our hearts. We thank you for this awesome word. Open up this word to us. Let it bring fresh revelation, insight, power into our lives so that we may live and that this word may live big in us so that we may declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together one more time for Jesus. If you know and believe that he is the risen Savior, come on and give him praise this morning. You may be seated in the Lord's house. Thank you, worship team. Thank you so very much. Awesome job. Can we give our worship team a great big God bless you? We were celebrating many things this past Friday night, and one of them was just how our worship team is developing, and we have several worship leaders that are being raised up in the house of God. I remember, I say this quickly, but I remember um, just shortly after I was in, I was installed and ordained as pastor of this church, we sent out a survey. 
And, uh, and that survey was just two questions. What do you love about this church and what can we do better? And one of the things that, that uh, was, was kind of uh, brought to there is like, you know, we, we, we want to see other people uh, raised up to lead worship. You know, sometimes having the same voice all the time, you know, can just uh, whatever they were trying to say. I don't know what they were trying to say, but we heard what they were saying and we began to develop, make an, put an emphasis on developing and raising up other worship leaders. And I tell you, Sister Maia, Sister Alex, uh, Blair, my goodness, Blair, and then Brother Nate, they all are doing an amazing job. Can we just give them one more great, great big round of applause? <laughs> Pastor Lisa is out on assignment this morning, and we just thank God just for the house being covered. Amen? Amen. Today we're in the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, I would probably say John is probably one of my top three favorite books of the Bible. Because more than any book, studying it truly is a journey into knowing who Jesus is. Uh, the fourth gospel was written by John, who was one of Jesus' disciples. And he was the younger brother of another disciple named James. Not to be confused with the, with the author of the book of James, that was the brother of Jesus. But this John was, had a brother, they called him the sons of thunder. They were the sons of Zebedee, the one who, 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 who came and they, they began to ask of Jesus some, some interesting questions. We won't go into that right now. But John's gospel is different from the other three gospels because this gospel contains no parables, and it doesn't tell us about the birth of Jesus, his baptism, the temptation that he faced in the wilderness. It doesn't even mention the transfiguration of Jesus. Instead, God inspires John to tell about Jesus' relationships. <laughs> God inspired John to talk specifically about the relationships that Jesus had. Therefore, John records dialogue that Jesus had with the woman at the well. John records the dialogue that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Y'all know Nicodemus. Nick at night, he came to Jesus at night and says, what must I do to be saved? John didn't write this gospel to give us a lot of facts about Jesus, but to help us get to know Jesus in a very personal way. I don't know about you, but I want to know him in a very personal way. And so the purpose of John's gospel is that we might, watch this, believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And John wants us to believe what he has written about Jesus for us our benefit. Can I just tell you something? Believing, G believing on Jesus has great benefit for you. He even talks about it in the book of John, in, in the same book, in the 20th chapter, the 31st verse. It says, but these things were written, watch this, that ye may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, but watch this, and that believing ye might have life through his name. By believing on Jesus, you will have life. Jesus says that I am come that you may have life. And not just life, but have it more abundantly. To live this life to the fullest. And that key word, that key word which appears over 50 times in the gospel is that verb, believe. Somebody say believe. Believe. It is pistuo. It refers that that's the Greek word for it, and it refers, watch this, to activity, I, I'm sorry, to actively trusting in him. Believe, believe, believe. It is actively trusting in Jesus. And so John begins this book where we read from today with several things that Jesus can do if you just believe. <laughs> I'm going to highlight about four of them, I, uh, probably just three of them. Um, 
But, but I want you to understand that there are some benefits for believing in Jesus. Uh, I know we spent the first couple of weeks in this series dealing with, you know, how to build better relationships and how uh, not to be at home by yourself or how to be lovable and loving when you're not at home by yourself. But today I want to talk to you from really the mantra or the concept or the perspective of understanding this, that even when you are lonely, you are never alone. I'm going to say that one more time. Even when you are lonely, you are never alone. And so here is what Jesus can do for you. The first thing that Jesus can do for you is, number one, Jesus can help with any problems. Let me say that one more time. Let me say it one more time. Jesus can help with any problem. Look back down at verses 1 through 3, and this is where we're going to kind of just uh, dig into the Scripture. John begins with this amazing statement. This is what John says, y'all. He says, in the beginning was the Word. <laughs> Notice, Word has a capital W. Capital W. And this is because the Greek word translated word is logos. Somebody say logos. And it's used as a title for Jesus. It's used as a title for Jesus. Logos refers to expression of thought or the spoken word that communicates. Expression of thought or the spoken word that communicates. Logos, watch this, literally means Jesus is God communicating with us. <laughs> I'll say that one more time. It literally means that Jesus is God communicating with us. We know during this time of the year that, uh, oh, and, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. What? What is that? God with us. Logos, the word, Jesus, is now, not only is God with us, but in the form of Jesus, God is communicating with us through his son, Jesus the Christ. And so John tells us that Jesus, the word, was in the beginning. <laughs> there was never a time when Jesus did not exist. Because the beginning, in the beginning of time, in the beginning of space, in the beginning of matter, Jesus already existed because he is God. Jesus himself even expresses this truth. Watch this. In John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said unto them, watch this, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I was. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, um, he is the son of David and the seed of Abraham. But here he is saying in John chapter 8, verse 58, before Abraham was, I already was. How does this happen? It is because he that created all things, God saw fit to come through the channels of his creation to bring about redemption for creation that had fallen away from its creator. And so in the beginning... Jesus already existed in eternity past. This is a hard concept to really understand because eternity really doesn't have a past. Neither does it have an end. It just always was and it always is and it forever will be. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so through the eternal Jesus, all things were made. And the Bible says, right here in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 3, and without him was not anything made. Therefore, understand this, through Jesus, watch this, molecules and galaxies were made. More than that, 
According to, the, according to what Paul says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 7, he says, he is before all things, and watch this, and in him all things are held together. Lord have mercy. Can I just tell you something? You wonder uh, 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 Jesus who is God keeps the planets on course in their orbit around the sun. And he keeps everything from disintegrating or even from crashing into each other and causing chaos. This is great, and this is a great revelation for us to understand today, is because it means that nothing is too difficult for Jesus. I feel my help coming right now. I'm going to say it again. Nothing is too difficult for Jesus. If he can keep the planets from running into each other, he can keep your life from crashing and burning. He can help with you with everything, every single problem. There is no way with child that he cannot reach. There is no sickness that he cannot heal. There is no financial problem that he cannot deliver you from. And there is no trouble relationship that's too difficult for him to restore. His name is Jesus. Jesus is his name and there is nothing too difficult for him. Therefore Jesus who is God watch this, can help you with any problem. <laughs> he can uh, uh, let me stay on this side of the room because y'all like y'all never had no problems. Let me just tell you something. If you ever had a problem that was too difficult for you to uh, uh, really realize or understand, and, and the fact that in that moment you may have thought that there was no way for you to even make it out of that situation, but some way, somehow, today it's right now 1057 on December the 15th, 2019. You thought it was going to take you out even way back then, but you're still here today. That is a symbol and a signifying element that there is nothing too difficult for your God. There is nothing too hard for your God. His name is Jesus. And he can help with anything. Look at somebody and say, he can help with anything. Oh, whatever it is that you're going through, he can help with anything. Sickness in your body, he can help with it. Trouble in your relationship, he can help with it. Issues with your children, he can help with it. Peace in your mind, he can help with that. Chaos going on all around you, he can help with that. Your way with your son or daughter, he can help with that. There is nothing too hard for our God. Jesus, he can help with anything. Anything. Not only can he help with anything, but watch this. He brings light to darkness. Verses 4 and 5. Not only is Jesus the great creator God, but John also tells us, watch this, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Jesus, Lord, help me in this place. Jesus is the source of physical and spiritual life. He's the source. Watch this. The word translated life is where we, is, is, it comes from the word zoe. Hope I said that right. Zoe, zoe. I'm helping. Help me out. Now this, this word is found about 50 times in the Gospels alone. And it always refers to spiritual life. In other words, Jesus is not only the source of eternal life and also but he's also the source of light. The purpose of light is to banish darkness. Who is that? Shell back there. Shell, that's you. Wave your hand. Can you go over to 
the light switch for me real quick. I want you to turn them all off. Okay, see, now we got a problem because we got these lights here. Max, thank you very much. Right now, now there's still some light because we got some windows in the back and we got these exit signs that are lit up. Thank God for these exit signs that are lit up because they used to didn't work, but we had a men work day a few Sundays ago and our men came in here and thanks to Brother Donald Sharp, an experienced electrician, got us up and running so that if anything ever happened to these lights, these lights are on. You know how to get out of here. Amen, somebody. But right now, so it outside of all that, it's dark in here. Now, Shell and Max on the count of three, cut all the lights back on. One, two, three. Just like that, darkness had to flee. Just like that, in that instant, there was no more darkness, but there was now Light refers to the fact, help me Holy Ghost, that Jesus enlightens our mind and our conscience. In other words, he enables us to understand what is morally right and to discover God's purpose for our lives. This is the reason why John says in John chapter 1 verse 5 that we just read, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Shineth. Shineth. Somebody say shineth. That verb, shineth. Listen to what it means. It is present tense. Meaning continual action. Didn't just shine one day and then it stopped shining. It shineth. Shineth. In other words, even in the midst of bad circumstances, he still shineth. <laughs> He's still continually shining. Ah, ah, how can I say this again? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, the light of Jesus continually, every single day, shines into every corner of our hearts, into every corner of our mind, into every corner of our conscience. Watch this, to reveal what is right and what is wrong. That's why we need the light, because he shows us what is right and what is wrong. Let me just remind you for the sake of the series that even when you're alone, you are never alone because his light is there to shine on everything that's right and everything that's wrong. So John here is writing and he writes this phrase, and the darkness comprehended it not. The word comprehended can also be translated to understood or overcome. Satan, who is the prince of darkness, tries to hold the, the unrejuvenated, unregenerate mind of a person or humanity. He tries to keep us in darkness but he cannot overcome the divine light of Jesus. And the darkness comprehended it not. In other words, and the darkness can't understand it. In other words, and darkness can't overtake it. And darkness can't overcome it. The darkness cannot even comprehend it because the glorious divine light of Jesus is all-powerful. That's the reason why we can boldly declare that greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world. 
So when you have a problem or a moral decision to make, Jesus is the light that shines in darkness. And in the darkest days of your life, my brothers and sisters, he is always present, waiting to lead you, waiting to comfort you, waiting to remind you that though you may be lonely, you are never alone. This is the light that's found in the Bible. If I had time to break it down, I would show you how this was the light even in the beginning. When he said, let there be light on day one. But it wasn't until day four that he created the sun, the moon, the star. Y'all ain't even ready for this. It's also the light found in the Bible when Jesus also uh, created because he created all things, as it says in John chapter 1, verse 3. But watch this. This is the reason that it's written in Psalms 119, verse 130. Uh, did y'all know that Psalm 119 was the longest chapter in the Bible? So I'm, I'm going to pull out from, 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 from the 130th verse. Whenever I read this verse, I can't help but to think of, 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 of Bishop Winans because he prays this every time he gets up to speak. And he says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. <laughs> the entrance of thy words give light. Because, <laughs> Lord help me here, when the word shows up, <laughs> thank you Holy Ghost. When the word shows up, everything wrong becomes right. When the word shows up, everything dead comes alive. When the word shows up, every crooked thing is made straight. When the word shows up, every low thing rises high and everything that's too high, God begins to regulate it to its proper level. When the word shows up in your life. Ah. I, I, when I was pulling this together, I was reminded of a childhood nursery rhyme song that I used to love. Uh, I think I heard it when I was watching the Muppet Babies when I was a kid. Y'all never watched the Muppet Babies? The Muppet Babies have some of the best songs in all of cartoondom. <laughs> One of the songs I learned when I was watching the Muppet Babies when I was a kid because the melody was so beautiful. It just captivated me. And I remember Fozzie and Gonzo, they were singing this song. And uh, the, the words of the song is, this is interesting. Mommy told me something a little kid should know. It's all about the devil, and I learned to hate him so. She said he causes trouble when you let him in your room. He'll never, ever leave you if your heart is filled with gloom. Then he went on to say, so let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Because smilers, smilers never lose and frowners never win, so let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. Y'all already know it has verses like that. I'm, I'm gonna teach another verse. <laughs> when you are unhappy, the devil wears a grin. But oh, he starts to run in when the light comes prowling in. I know he'll be unhappy cause I'll never wear a frown. Maybe if we keep on smiling, he'll get tired of hanging around. If I forget to say my prayers, the devil jumps with glee. But if, but he feels so awful, awful when he sees me on my knees. So if you feel of trouble and never seem to move, 
Just open up your heart and let the sun shine in. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Smilers never lose. And frowners never win. So let the sun shine in. You hear that melody? Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. That was great. One problem with that song. Only problem with that song is it's talking about the S-U-N. And I don't know about you, but when you're talking about problems with the devil, there's nothing that the S-U-N can do. Now, now I know there's some great benefits to the S-U-N, but we need the S-O-N. The son of the living God. So when I found out what the lyrics were, I just rewrote the song. I said, so let the sun shine in. Face him with a grin. Because praisers never lose. And doubters never win. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun, S-O-N, shine in. I need somebody to take a moment and give God some praise even right there. Come on, is there anybody in this place that don't mind? Open up your mouth and just letting the sun let what's on the inside erupt from on the inside and come out on the outside and give God praise in this place. Jesus can help with any problem. Jesus can also bring light to darkness. But let me give you my final point. I'm going to land this plane. Jesus can also give new life. Let me just tell you something. It doesn't matter what you have done. Doesn't matter what you have faced. Doesn't matter what you have been involved in. You can receive new life. The scriptures tell us something so amazingly incredible. It says that if any person is in Christ, they are a new creation. Notice it did not say a recreation. He's not just going to fix the old part of you and cause it to start working again. No, 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 no. He puts away the old and gives you a brand new life that can only be had and only be found in Jesus. So the gospel according to the Apostle John when you look at starting at verse 6, get down to about verse 13. I'm not going to get all the way down to 18. I'm, I'm almost done. He tells us about John the Baptist. Who is Jesus' cousin? But he is not the author of this book. John sent, or God sent John the Baptist to prepare, somebody say prepare, the way for Jesus. John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. I love what God does. He He's better than even the entertainment industry. <laughs> because one thing that the entertainment industry does right, Pastor Eli, is uh, I went and saw a movie back in the summer. And they, before the movie started, they started showing 
the previews of future things that are getting ready to come out. Before it even comes, I mean, like, they're promoting stuff for the summer of 2020 back in the summer of 2019. They weren't the originators of that. God sent previews about what he had coming for 42 generations and then begin to really cause the climax of everything to happen through Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, who began to say, hey, I know y'all been hearing about it for a long time. It's been in production for a long time. But let me tell you something. He's almost here. I'm not him, but he's coming. <laughs> and see, this is what we need to begin to understand is that we too have a responsibility as forebearers of Jesus Christ. Because can I, can I remind you of something? He is coming again. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. I said he is coming again. And so it's our responsibility to cry loud and spare not and begin to lift up our voices like a trumpet in Zion and let this dying world know that Jesus is coming again. John was not that light. But he was sent to bear witness to the light. Bible says in uh, chapters, in verses 10 and 11, it says, Jesus was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now, his own refers to his people, the seed of Abraham, the nation of Israel through whom he chose to reveal himself. Now, the question now becomes for me, why did they not know him and as a result not receive him? The Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. In other words, they rejected him. So the question becomes for me is, why in the world did, did, when he revealed himself to them that they did not receive him? It is because they did not want to know him. If a person doesn't want to see the truth, he or she will not see the truth. Why do people today not see Jesus for who he really is. They don't want to because they would have to acknowledge him as Lord. They would have to acknowledge him as the CEO of their lives. Don't miss this because in John chapter 3 verse 19, hear me when I say, listen to me good. John begins to tell us the Jews of his day. And I would even say it coincides with the people of today. They don't know or receive Jesus because of this. Watch this. Don't miss this. John chapter 3, verse 19. And this is the condemnation. Watch this. That light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They could not receive him because they didn't want to receive him because their ways were so evil that they, did, that, that they wanted to stay in their evil ways and not have to give it up and give, it, and give their lives to Jesus. This is what, that's what was happening back then with the Jews. Let me just tell you something. That's what's happening today. That's what's happening today. People don't want to give up their evil ways, their evil deeds. But the Bible tells us that if my people were called by, their, by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from the wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven. Let me tell you something. I believe that there is even a greater portion of the church that's not willing to give up their evil ways. 
and really give their lives fully over to Jesus. For a lot of people in the church, Jesus is their part-time lover. Y'all don't like me today. Can I tell you something? Jesus is not interested in being your part-time lover. Jesus is not interested in being your uh, 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 mistress. He don't want to be your sugar daddy. Thank you, Brother Jeff. He don't want to be your sugar daddy. Jesus wants all of you because he gave his all for you. What can Jesus do for you? Everything. In other words, people don't want to change. Now, that's the bad news. But the good news is, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. See, the vast majority of people in Jesus' day rejected him, but some received him as Savior and Lord. The same is true even to this day. And John, as I close, John explains which were born, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Don't miss this. I promise. I'm, I'm, I'm going to my seat. John is referring to what Jesus later calls being born again. <laughs> being born in a garage doesn't make you an automobile. And being born in a kitchen doesn't make you a biscuit. I don't care what nickname they may give you. You, you are not a biscuit <laughs> if you were born in a kitchen. And being born in a Christian family doesn't make you a Christian. You, <laughs> you must be born again. You must receive and accept Christ into your heart for yourself because he wants to be a personal Jesus for you. That same Jesus that your mom and him talked about, let me tell you something, he will become that for you. All you have to do is trust him. Try him. As John tells us, believe on him and ye will have Eternal life. Let me tell y'all something, y'all. Hell is real. Don't let nobody come with some new doctrine talking about, no, it's a figment of your imagination. You can go ahead and believe that if you want to. Hell is real. But so is heaven. Eternity is a reality. And the truth of the matter is, we all gonna live forever. It's just a matter of where you're gonna live forever at. And I don't know about you, but I wanna live forever with Jesus. Everyone, bow your heads. Jesus can help with any problem. I don't care what you're facing today. Can I tell you, he can help you. He can help you. He can help you. Don't be, don't get it twisted. Don't start believing the lie that somebody else said, oh, you know, I tried him and he failed me and he, he ain't going to do it for you. Let me tell you something. You don't even understand the whole context of their situation. What they really, what they account as for God not answering them was really God protecting them. 
Because if God gives us everything that we ask for, <laughs> if God would give you everything that your little mouth utters, some of the stuff you asked for would have killed you. You thought that was your husband. God let your heart be broken and disappointed, but he was keeping you from a lifetime of misery. Jesus can help with any problem. I'm trying, Brother John. I'm trying my best. Jesus can also bring light to darkness. Maybe you're in this place, a man, maybe you've, you know, you know. You know you've been doing your thing on the DL, practicing those little hidden things, things you don't want nobody to know, but you know you're good because you feel like you're getting away with it. You're not in this place today by mistake. God is shining light into your dark areas because he wants you to walk in the light, the beautiful light. He says, come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. It's a great song. Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus is the light of the world. He wants to be your light. Psalms 119, 130. The entrance of the word gives light. So let the sun shine in. Not only can Jesus help with anything, not only can he bring light to darkness, but he can give you new life. And if you're here today and you, and you say, I am ready to have new life. I'm ready for my old to be gone away, done away with. I'm ready for the new to come. Let me be very, very clear. Just allow me to be a little pastoral for a moment and just teach this real quick because I know what happens, you know, because that's how I used to be. I, I used to, Pastor Eli, I used to come to the altar every week <laughs> and get saved every Sunday. <laughs> but let me understand, let me help you understand this. When you're a born-again believer, when you've accepted Jesus into your heart, and you mess up along your way, you fall. The Bible says that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Your prescription is a little different than the prescription of a first-time believer. The prescription for a believer, one who has received Christ into their heart, is simply this. Confess your sins unto God, and he is faithful to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. So when you're a born-again believer, your prescription is this. Confess your sins to God. The Bible says he is faithful to forgive you and he will cleanse you. He, In other words, he will wash you of all of your unrighteous ways. But if you've never received Christ into your heart, then the prescription is simply this, simple as your ABCs. A, admit. Admit that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. B, believe. Believe that God sent his son Jesus to die for your sins, and then it is your responsibility to turn away from those sins with the help of his Holy Spirit. And then C, confess. Confess what? Sins? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not the confession for you. The confession for you is simply this. Confess that Jesus is now Lord. Does that make sense? Does everyone understand that? 
Because, see, it's important that as we are not just regional centers, but raising believers, as we're growing as believers, it's important. Listen to me good, saints. Revival, listen to me good. It's important that we grow right. Because when we don't grow right, then we begin growing and we think that there is, that, that, that the way that I'm going is right, but actually we're, we're a little bit in error. And so I want us to grow right. I want us to grow healthy as a church. Amen? So if you're in this place, and I want to cover both bases, but base number one is if you want to receive Christ into your heart as your personal Savior for the first time in your life, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I'm the only one looking right now. Simply just lift your hand right where you sit. Amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Now, if you're in this place and you, and you know there's, some, man, there's been some sin or there's been some separation that has that separated you from the Father and you've given your heart to the Lord, but, but, but you want him to cleanse you from your unrighteous ways. Just simply. Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders.